0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Laugh-A-Lot, Learn-A-Lot. I thought what I would do today was just kind of share with you a little bit about what this podcast is. My name is Rochelle Carrington. I am the president of The Quest Source. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my backstory and uh, really kind of what I feel my mission in life is And see if that's something that you want to join me on. So my story kind of starts back in 2007. I was a corporate magazine executive commuting into New York City every day. I was leaving my house at 6.30 in the morning and returning around 7.30 at night. And at that time, my daughter, I only had one then, and she was uh, three years old. And I became a bit disgruntled and burnt out and tired of not seeing her except for on the weekends. So I decided it would be a brilliant idea to quit my job and start my own sales and management training company. Um, That was really kind of the the information and, and the world that I knew. And I wanted to do that because I really wanted to do something I loved and I wanted to be able to control my own schedule so that I could spend time with my daughter and share all of the great moments in her life. Sounds like a great plan, right? The problem was I had no idea how hard it is to start a business from scratch. And I was the sole income provider for my family. But I was committed to make my company work. I I had to because I had absolutely no backup plan whatsoever. And we were living off savings and credit cards and our home equity line of credit. And I knew that that would only last us about 10 months. So I had to get this business going fast. So after spending about the first year of my business making cold calls in my basement, which was horrific, and really struggling to build my company, I found myself working all the time. I was juggling all the different aspects of running a company—from the admin to the sales to the marketing, delivering training to accounting—because um, I couldn't afford to hire anyone to do those things for me. So I had to do them myself, most of them poorly. I didn't even know how to run an Excel spreadsheet, because in the corporate world I had somebody to do it for me, uh, and. I was the girl that failed accounting in college, yet here I am trying to do my corporate books. Not a good idea, but I had no choice. So I just fumbled my way through it, hoping that one day it would pay off. And I remember just feeling like a terrible mom at that point because I was working so much to try to build this company that I wasn't spending enough time with my daughter. And that was the point in starting the business in the first place. The workload I had meant that basically I would just take time off for dinner and then I'd spend an hour playing with my daughter before putting her to bed. And then I would go back to work for another two, three, four hours at night. And I felt like a failure, a failure as a mom, a failure as a wife, a failure as a business owner. One weekend I was outside on our front porch, Um, my daughter was playing in the yard and I was power washing the white trim on the railings of our porch. I know that sounds crazy, but I am a little bit of a neat freak, I guess you might say. Um, We had a guy that was uh, painting one of the rooms inside and the painter came out to talk to me on his break. And he asked me why I was spending my time washing dirty railings when I could be playing with my daughter. My reply was, well, if I don't do it, no one else will. He responded, sometimes you learn in life that certain things are not worthy of your time because it's better spent elsewhere, and that's when you delegate and hire things to be done for you. Then he said, do you think that applies in this situation? That question, that comment hit me like a ton of bricks, duh, I mean, of course, I should be spending time with my daughter and hire someone else to do the power washing. What the heck was I thinking? And his comments stuck with me. And I started thinking how I might apply that to my business as well. So that's when I decided I needed to stop attempting to do everything in my company because it was burning me out. And I needed to simplify and focus on the things that I was best at, which was training and sales and marketing, and let someone else do the accounting and the admin. That idea of simplicity and focus, it stuck with me um, as I built my business into a seven-figure company over the next 12 years. But then I ran into another issue. I now had eight people on my staff who were doing things I wasn't good at, but I found myself at about year 12 in my business working at the level I had when I first started. I was traveling every other week. I was prospecting, training, writing, training materials, managing, creating a vision, coaching, and basically working 80 hours a week. I was back to being completely exhausted and burnt out. And The business that I once loved was beginning to feel like a giant noose around my neck. I now had two little girls and I was back to waking up at 5 a.m., working until 6, eating dinner, playing a little bit with the girls, getting them to bed and then working until 11 at night again. And obviously, I now had no time for friends or hobbies or anything else because when I wasn't working, I was passed out from exhaustion only to get up and do it again the next day. And at that point, I seriously thought about shutting down my entire business because I hated my life. But I knew that the work we were doing, which was really teaching people an easier and better way to sell, I knew it was important. Our clients told us it was important. So I knew that I had to find a better way to deal with my workload. That's when I read the book, The One Thing. And that really forced me to take a look at how I was spending my time and what I was focusing on. And guess what I figured out? My time productivity was a complete disaster. I always thought I was a productive person because I take action on everything. But I realized that was half the issue. I was executing too much And most of it wasn't where I should have been spending my time. And on top of that, I was letting my team interrupt me constantly because my management philosophy was open-door policy, but all that led to was me getting interrupted every five seconds and never getting anything completed. So I remember one time having lunch with a mentor and I told him that I didn't have a lot of time to uh, spend at lunch because I had to get back to work so I could feed the wolves. And he said, who are the wolves? What are you talking about? And I explained to him, the wolves were my company and my employees. And as I said that, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to even admit that. I mean, what an awful thing to say about people that were so committed to my company into helping. But, you know, I guess in my mind, I had created this vision. My company was this big, hungry, mean wolf with sharp teeth and red eyes. And it was constantly growling at me and threatening my life if I didn't produce. That is how I felt. And that's when I knew that it was time to make another change because no one should ever feel like their business is a wolf. So. I searched everywhere for the best practices in time productivity. I took courses, listened to podcasts, read books, talked to coaches, talked to professionals, you name it, I did it. And then in typical Rochelle fashion, I took massive action and I tried to implement every single thing I learned. And that, of course, led to another disaster. It was too much stuff. I just, I couldn't stick with it. It was completely overwhelming. So then I had another epiphany. I was asked to speak at a conference in front of about 400 people about the best practices in time productivity. And I knew I could not go to this conference with a bunch of disparate ideas that sounded good in a book, but I had never tried and I had never tested. And I also knew that I couldn't stand in front of a group and speak about productivity when mine was a wreck. And so I couldn't stand up there and and be a fraud. So I basically gave myself a 90-day challenge to pick the best of the best ideas, create a few of my own, and test them to see how it changed my time productivity so that... I could teach others what to do in my keynote. After 30 days, I gotta say, I was floored. By following a few simple concepts, my productivity increased by 33%. And at the end of 90 days, I was able to take Fridays off. And I even had a plan to take my girls to France for three weeks of vacation. Now, I had never taken that much vacation in my entire career. In fact, I didn't even think it was possible to run a business and take three weeks of vacation, but that's how well these productivity principles worked for me. So now I'm on a mission. Um, I'm on a mission to help other entrepreneurs learn from my mistakes because I believe that running a small business is the best work in the world. Small business supports our economy. We provide jobs. It's a great role model for our children, uh, being able to do something you love and monetize it. And it's a wonderful way to do something you love on your own terms. But In all my years of working with entrepreneurs and business owners, too many are working like crazy. They're stressed about getting everything done, and they grow to hate the business they so lovingly created years ago. So my life calling is to help entrepreneurs to simplify things, to help them to be more productive, create better habits, reach their goals faster, and continue to love their business no matter how long they've been at it. And that's why I'm really excited to share some of these transformative principles with you uh, when we launch our productivity course, Take Back Your Time, in about two weeks. And there will be other courses that will launch as well. But in the meantime, I will be coming on to speak to you every day and sharing some ideas with you on how to simplify your business. And together, we will transform the lives of 3 million entrepreneurs and give them back the life and the business they love. So until then, I thank you for listening. And I challenge you to remember to laugh a lot and learn a lot. After all, if you're not doing that, then what's the point?